Chris Wendelkin, and this is On The Line, my NBA podcast where I talk to friends of mine living around the country about all things hoops. We do some NBA deep dives, some drafts, some news and notes from around the league. Thanks for tuning in. If you're new to the show, you can tweet at me at onthelinepod. underscore pod. Uh, visit previous episodes on our website. That's onthelinepodcast.com. Uh, please rate, review, subscribe to the show on Stitcher, iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get podcasts. I greatly appreciate it. All right, welcome back. Thanks for tuning in. We are talking with my friend David Futernick today. Dave is a NBA and New York Knicks super fan. We're going to talk all things Mitchell Robinson, the the human highlight film Mitchell Robinson. We're going to talk Porzingis, Dave Fisdale. We're going to talk about the uh, upcoming summer free agency Zion. We're going to we're going to touch it all. So uh, here it is, my conversation with the one, the only Dave Futernick. All right, Dave, uh, Dave Futernick's on the line. David, uh, Mitchell Robinson appears to be a 20-year-old human pogo stick and all is right with the world. How are you? How's it going? <laughs> uh, I'm doing a lot better after the last few Knicks games. I know. I know. God. <laughs> yeah. It's like actually fun to watch them the last week. We have a whole bunch of stuff to cover. I, I think, when, when was the last time we talked? Like November? I think it was November or October or something like that, right? We... We watched the very first game of the season oh, that's together. Right. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Opening night. That's right. That's right. So it's been What a, a journey it's been. Yeah, man. I mean, I, I there are a couple things I want to talk about over the course of the pod, but maybe we should just try to recap some of the the shit that's gone down with the Knicks in the first <laughs> few months of this season. Yeah. Um so where 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 to begin? I mean, I, I think we start with like Fisdale playing all the youngsters, right? They seem to right. fully commit to the tank. They're playing these young guys. Moutier's getting minutes. Dotson's getting minutes. Trier, Trier's getting minutes. Didn't didn't Trier get like a, a contract? Didn't he get like a two year or three year like contract at some point? Yeah, so he was right. He was a two way player, and then they decided to actually lock him down. And he seems to have kind of found his form again. He kind of he was like he was injured. He had like a bad hammy. Yeah, and then he's. It seemed like teams were kind of preparing for him more. Yeah, and that seemed to kind of get in his head. And now it seems like he's kind of returned. He, he's still kind of a liability on defense, but he, uh, man, he's so exciting. He hit like a bunch of big free throws last night down the stretch. It's and- crazy to me that teams were even fucking game planning for Alonzo Trier, like <laughs> <laughs> undrafted. Yeah, undrafted. The guy has like a role on our team, and like the teams are actually game planning for the guy, which is like kind of crazy to me. The the players on the court, like down the stretch last night, were like Mitchell Robinson, who is a second rounder. Yes, Henry Ellison, who's dude when on did, a ten day contract. Yeah, I was going to say like, when did Alonzo he? Trier. He came about the last like two weeks, right? Henry yeah. Ellison. Yeah. Okay. I mean, like John, like John Jenkins. <laughs> <laughs> like these are the people playing the minutes down the stretch, and they won the game. It's like insane. It's bananas, bananas. I feel like there have been so many different. Uh, we were talking about just like, you know, different storylines throughout the course of the season. I feel like we've had like five or six different like chapters or, or like acts to this, to this like season, the first like 60 games or whatever it's been every month or so it feels like a different narrative, but like even, even that opening night feels like ages ago. So yeah, yeah, man. I mean, so yeah, in the beginning of the season, uh, Moutier and Dotson and Trier and all these young guys were getting minutes and the Knicks were playing hard and loose and they were losing games, but they were playing hard. And then it got really, really ugly and kind of unwatchable around like November, December. Um, Yeah. I was like home for Christmas. There was like that, like game against Utah where they were just 
like losing by like 30 points the entire game. Oh just, like, God. Yeah. Un- unwatchable. What was the game? You went to a game around the holidays when you were home, right? <sighs> yeah. Against the Hawks, they, which they That's lost. Right. That was like, that might've, that, that might've been like the beginning or like one of the early games in the losing, like home losing streak. And then by late Jan, I mean, it got really, really ugly around the holidays, Christmas, early January. And then by right. late, late January, uh, Chris Stapp's Porzingis gets traded to the Mavericks for two first round picks in cap space. Um, yep. I mean, we can, we can unpack all of that, uh, in, in, in just a bit. Then, uh, after that, we start hearing these rumors growing louder and louder about Durant and Kyrie Irving, maybe being interested in playing for the Knicks next year. And then Anthony Davis requests a trade. All of a sudden the Knicks are in play for that. Then we hear about James Dolan, maybe wanting to sell the team. Yep. Zion Williamson tweaks his knee. He's the consensus number one overall pick. I mean, dude, it has been a fucking, like just a dizzying, it's been a dizzying year so far. Yeah. It's funny to, to be like a, a, a 13 game winning team and to be like such essential franchise in like league talk it's bizarre i mean we are so bad like for a team that's this bad it's weird that we are this much a part of the conversation for like, right. like a team that like good players would want to play for next year i mean it's it's just we're an interest we're just at an interesting point because we're obviously like developing these these young players like mitchell and uh you know we now we have dennis smith in the fold and it's a bizarre bizarre moment for the for the organization yeah i mean that's the that's the glass half empty like argument of, about like kd and Kyrie coming over is like why would why? they want to play for a team that cannot win, uh, that just traded away their franchise player for a, you know what what may or may not turn out to be a good deal, and uh, like just the worst the worst owner in the league. Yeah, and just like a uh, rich history of being like totally inept. You know, this is we're going on like twenty years now of just like right. terrible decision making from management by the Knicks. So it, it does like beg the question: like, why would these guys want to play here? But right, but now you have so uh, you know. I think it's it can't underestimate how important it is to have somebody like Zach Lowe, sort of talking up the team. Yes, flirting with this idea of Dolan selling the team. I think all this and and the team playing well the last you know uh, few games. I think all that combined. I, I think maybe like the maybe that is enough to uh, make make the situation more enticing. Yeah, totally agree. You know, all right. So so we are recording this podcast on Wednesday. I uh, this will come out next Monday. I had a bunch of stuff going on uh, this weekend, nice, scheduling nice. stuff. So. We oh, were, nice. I'll be at the game on Sunday. So oh, sweet. Clippers, so. Really? Okay, fun. Um, so let's talk about the last couple of games and kind of like what we're beginning to see here. I think, right. you know, the most exciting thing the Knicks have going on right now is probably Mitchell Robinson, right? Oh, I mean, yeah, not even close at this point. So the Knicks played the Spurs the other day. It was their first home win at Madison Square Garden since December 1st of 2018. <laughs> and uh, and Mitch had a double-double, 15 and 14 with five blocks. And then afterwards, he was asked by by reporters how many blocks he thought he could average if he got enough minutes. And he guessed just kind of like allowed. He's like, I don't know, something like maybe six. And, yeah, then, and yeah. then on Tuesday night, last night against the Magic, he did it again. He put up 17 points, 14 rebounds, three steals, and six blocks. Yeah. So, I mean, we're beginning to see some of what like fans are really excited about in Summer League. I and, saw a uh, stat that um, he has something like like 
16 or 17 blocks outside of the paint. That's right. Which, yeah. It, which is which is like uh, I think Drew Holiday was the only other uh, person who had more. Who was obviously a guard, so it makes sense that his blocks would be outside the paint. But the fact that he's just like all over the place. I mean, he's just everywhere. I mean, it's 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 amazing. He in such a short amount of time, he like he fixed his free throw shooting woes. He has learned how to play smarter defense and not get himself into foul trouble. And his timing is just amazing. Yeah, he's he's been insane. I read the same stat about him blocking three point shots. I'm gonna pull it up here. Mitch Mitchell Robinson has blocked 17 shots outside of the paint this season. Drew Holiday is the only player with more rejections uh, outside of the paint with 24, and Holiday has played 1,411 more minutes than Mitch. <laughs> right. Yeah. So it's just so. Pro- it's so if we adjusted for per 36 minutes, you know. I mean, the other thing. The other incredible. thing that I read was uh, there are only six other rookies in the past 30 years to have a double-double with at least five blocks in consecutive games. Those, those other rookies were David Robinson, Matumbo, Shaq, Morning, Duncan, and Yao Ming. Never heard of any of those guys, but that seems impressive. <laughs> yeah. So, God, I mean, the sky's the limit with this guy. Obviously, totally. like you just start, you just start dreaming. I mean, he could be not this to is mention, like defensive I mean, player I, of the year sort of stuff if if he keeps it up at, for another year or so. And you know, I like a part of me feels bad for the kid. I mean, he's on such a team friendly contract. He's like John Jenkins is going to make more than him next year. Like, oh Jesus. <laughs> Really? He I, he uh, he fired his previous agent, and he has a new agent now. But but his previous agent just royally screwed him. I mean, well, he he's was a second a- round pick, right? He was a second round pick. Right. Didn't play organized basketball for a year. And Correct. did he sign one of those like sweetheart contracts in the off season just to like take the security and take the money? Did tell me he signed something like for like two or three years, I, right? I believe that because I believe it's a four year contract. He's basically making four million dollars over oh, that. Oh Jesus years. Christ! It's really? Like, which is what makes him like an even bigger asset, which of course like makes me worry that, you know, if in the future, if let's say an AD deal is put on the table by the Pelicans, there's no way that he's not going to have to be the like central part of that deal. Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, depending on what draft pick they end up getting in the, in the, in the lottery this year. To put that in perspective for, people listening to this i think uh like i, th- I think markel Fultz makes like nine million dollars next year it would be like preposterous <laughs> if mitchell robinson right. was making half of what markel makes no it's like it's it, it makes him like the the most valuable asset on the team at this point all right let's talk about some of the other uh youngsters on the team people that you know are interesting we're excited about so kadeem allen uh, damian dotson henry ellison mario hazonia isaiah hicks john jenkins deandre jordan kevin knox luke Cornette, emmanuel mudier frank nilakina dennis smith jr lance thomas alonzo trier and noah vonley anyone you want to begin with who uh who's really caught your eye this year well before he was sent to the g league i would have said kadeem allen uh, I, I, I'm really been impressed by him. You know, it it really sucks that Fisdale is so married to Moutier. You know, he clearly is taking him under his wing. And and, and to Moutier's credit, he's worked his ass off this season. He lost all that weight, mm-hmm. and he, you know, it, it's never an issue of effort when he's on the court. He's just not very good. Um, you know, he can score, but man, like. I, I, I thought the skill set that Kadeem Allen was bringing was so much more invaluable, just on both ends of the court. I just thought he was 
really impressive. Yeah, I totally agree. He's a player, man. Um, he's he's an absolute player. Uh, those are the guys that I like to look for right now because if we're thinking, you know, knock on wood, that KD and, and, and another Max player come, you know, those are the types of, of players that you want around them. That's what I love about Dotson. I feel like they, like those are the complementary players yeah. that you need around stars. Right. Not, not like guys, you know, which is a little concerning about DSJ because, you know, he is somebody that seems to obviously need the ball. But, uh, but Kadeem Allen, Dotson. Um, yeah, guys that can play off the ball who can, guys that can play just off the ball. be complementary yeah. players, basically. And, and good, good defenders. Um, you know, that's why, like, I'm just, I'm, I'm really sad about the, the, the step backwards that Frank has taken this season. Cause, cause to me, Frank is one of those people too. And it doesn't help that he's been hurt all this time. Yeah. I, uh, I don't know what's going on with Nilakina. Um, I don't know. Do, do you envision he has a future with the Knicks? I really hope so. I really hope so. I don't want to give up on him. I think he's too talented and he's, he's still so young. I, I'm really, I, you know, I'm really anxious for him to come back and, and see him and, and Dennis Smith Jr. together on the court because I, I, I think that, that, could, that could be pretty exciting. Yeah, I think part of it is people just have to, like, let go a little bit of the draft stuff. Like, you right. know, whether someone, like, lives up to their draft pedigree or lives up to, like, the place they were taken in the draft is irrespective at a certain point. You know, if someone, if someone can, like have value on a team and like serve a role and play a function. That's really all that matters. <laughs> and uh, like, it doesn't, it, it like, okay. So we, we, we took Nilakina instead of uh, what's his face in, uh, in Utah. Oh, Jonathan Mitchell. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's it's like, a bunch of other teams. Yeah, exactly. Other it's other like, if you're, too, yeah, I mean, you know, if you're going to judge, if you're going to judge that, you know, like that draft pick by, you know, like in, by those terms, like it's, it's a losing proposition, but, I agree. I think he's he's a talented defender, as like we talked about the last time we uh, spoke in the podcast. And um, I just wish he could get back on the court. I wish he would have consistent minutes. And um, we'll see. But yeah, I mean, he would be an interesting guy to play off ball if they wind up bringing in some of these star attractions, whether it's Durant or, or Irving or, or whoever. Right. I'm, I'm kind of psyched about Vonley, man. I think he's carving out like a role for himself. Uh, I don't know how much money he's going to command in the off season. Isn't he a free agent after this year? He's a free agent after this year, which is why I'm I'm a little surprised that uh, he didn't go at the trade deadline. Yeah, yeah. Um, also, he he has not been playing as well as he was. He, I mean, for for a while there, he was he had a not stretch, so much, but he was the most exciting player I thought on the team. For yeah, a stretch. Just those hustle stats, yeah. And of course, we uh, we traded off Ennis Cantor, who's now on Portland. Um, yeah, didn't okay. you? Yeah, well that that was a whole another you know yes kind of <laughs> bit of drama like that that stretch where he was just like moping and at the end of the bench. And it, it really stinks because I thought he was a lot of fun. Um, really embraced the city. Yep. Uh, I obviously I respect what he's done politically yeah. in his life. Yeah. Um, but, uh, that just became so obnoxious. Yeah. It kind of ended on a really bad note. Um, yeah. yeah, it's a shame because he was so psyched to be here when he obviously came over in the Carmelo trade. He was, he was really, uh, you know, like I said, psyched to be here and I, it just ended really poorly. I saw a stat that, uh, Dennis Smith Jr. only has one less block than he does in the same amount of minutes this season. Are you serious? <laughs> that's, how, that's how bad he was on defense. I mean, you know, it, it, it it sucks that he he's clearly like uh obviously you want to motivate yourself and you want to you know uh 
make it out like you know you're proud of your skill set and whatnot but i mean he's just so uh not self-aware of like what his skill set is it seems you know how do you feel about kevin knox his uh his first year in the league <sighs> mixed bag huh? i mean I, I remain hopeful you know what worries me is his body language like it, when he misses a few shots like he just really drags his feet and then it's sort of like um shows itself on the other end of the court where he you know held just make some boneheaded play because he missed like three shots in a row. And yeah. Then he'll fa- I had to see him foul another guy shooting the three. Yeah. Um, and then like yeah. moan to a ref about it too. It's like, no, dude, right. you definitely fouled him there. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I really still, I remain hopeful for him and I, I really do like him. I, I think he has immense upside, but, um, but it does seem like he, uh, you know, he's just had some serious issues that he needs to work out. He's also what, like nineteen? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, he's nineteen. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, sh- I, 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 you know, I kind of agree with what like a lot of experts think is that he's going to be a really good scorer, um, but you know, I'm not. I, I don't hold my breath. Uh, you know, defensively for, for him as like some you know well-rounded uh, player. You know, he seems to have serious issues on defense and like. Uh, like like on switches and he just gets eaten alive all right let's talk uh quickly about the uh the whole poor Zingas thing um you know we, we've had a little time to process uh kp right. leaving what are your lasting like impressions and feelings about the guy um just the whole experience i mean he came here i mean it was a real odyssey you know like the you think right. back to the night he was drafted him getting booed <laughs> And then him, you know, yeah. having that first year in summer league, that first summer in uh, in Vegas, and kind of mm-hmm. emerging that his rookie year, and then you know, kind of ascending, and then getting hurt, and then, man, the past few months with his brother and and complaining and the whole rehab thing. Uh, I don't know thoughts, thoughts, impressions on the whole thing. Well, I'm sad. Uh, I'm I'm sad about like the way it all kind of ended. Me too. You know, it, the you know the fans turned on him so quickly. It didn't help that like his first message he sent out on social media was like the gif of him mm-hmm. embracing Luca, yeah. you know, and like, you know he like posted that before he posted the thank you message to the city. And look, yeah, I'm sure he received a lot of like really nasty messages on social media immediately after everything happened, and he was probably bitter about that. But you know, he just didn't. His brother clearly is a problem um i read reports that he was kind of trying to force his way into like having a bigger hand in the front office and his brother? for obvious reasons that didn't happen it's just like you know it seemed it seemed like he kind of tried to shake the team down a little bit yeah and um i think they you know we'll see you know the next few years what what happens but it, yeah. it seemed like the best thing probably happened for both parties involved. I still maintain uh, that, you know, I think there's blood on both, on both hands, like on both sides of it or whatever. I totally think Porzingis overplayed his hand um, and his brother Absolutely. overplayed their hand. I mean, they, you know, they, they started like, yeah, I don't know, man. Like, I mean, is, I, he gonna, just, I, is he going to sign his qualifying offer? Like, I don't know. Yeah. Cause if he does that, I mean, that's such it's such a huge gamble right. uh, for him, and I, I think it's 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 easy to forget that even before the ACL tear, mm-hmm. you know, 
there were so many injury issues, yep. you know, like, uh, you know, outside of his legs, like his elbow was already messed up. I mean, you know, the, the guy's 23 years old and he already has like, and, and his size. So look, I, I, I will always love the guy. Mm-hmm. It was so exciting when he was on the court mm-hmm. and I'm thankful that Phil Jackson drafted him and the time that he did play with the team was awesome. But, um, you know, it seems like this Things, is I, the, it's, the, the best possible outcome for both parties. Yeah. What, what sucks is I find myself like hoping that he never like regains like his I know. original form. I know. Which is so shitty. Yeah. Like, no. Yeah. You know, we should be wishing the guy well. Yeah. I hope he plays well. I mean, I mean, it's it's it sucks that it comes. Yeah. That it that it's come to this. I do think he and his brother got like kind of a kind of a big head and overplayed their hand. Totally. And it's like you guys need I to mean, realize, like you're like, you're a good player and we're a shitty team and you're the best thing that the team has going for it. But you also need to relax. You know what I mean? Like right. you know. Uh, well, and then it came out on Zach Lowe's podcast last week that, you know, Zach was saying that he had heard that KP didn't want to play with Durant, which is like, cause he that. wants to be the guy. And it's just kind of like, what have you done, dude? Yeah, man. It's like, take <laughs> a deep you breath. Really done? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, like you need to just like relax. You're right. You're like 24. You're like still yet to put together like a full healthy season at a high level. Yeah, just you've take been it an all star one year and you couldn't yeah. even play in the game because you were injured. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it's just like relax, relax. Maybe you want to consider signing that extension if it's offered to you this summer. Um, and if you don't, like, good luck to you. But uh, right. so, I mean, I think there's there's blame on his side, and then there's blame on the Knicks side too. I mean, like, oh sure, they could have handled it better. Um, they didn't. They didn't have to, you know, ostracize the guy. And I still feel like, I don't know, man. There, there's the Knicks do not have a good uh, like a good history with these like savior free agents or these like savior high priced. Uh, uh, acquisitions, you know, whether it's like, you know, guys like uh, Antonio McDice or, or McGrady <laughs> or Amari yeah. Stoudemire or, you know, whoever it is, Stephon Marbury for Steve Francis. Yeah. So Bargnani. I'm, yeah, Bargnani. I'm not exactly excited about them being like, no, we're, we're going to create all this, you know, cap space so we can go out and acquire some like high priced vet who's going to like return us to the glory years. So, oh, of course. I mean, yeah, of course. I mean, I always assume the worst. Of always, course. Always, always of course. And we had a guy. Yeah. Like, we had a guy. Right. We drafted right. a guy. Gonna, like I assume, I assume in the back of my mind, I, I assume that we're going to max out uh, like Chris Middleton. Exactly. <laughs> yes. Yes. You I, know. Yeah. Or Jimmy Butler. It feels like Jimmy Butler and like Kemba. Um, yeah. Is like the which I, as a UConn fan, I know. I, you know. I know. I love love Kemba. Of course. But... <laughs> hey, he's had some big moments at the Garden. I wouldn't be mad at Kemba. I wouldn't totally. be mad about Kemba, but Jimmy Butler. Uh, in terms of value, looking back on the KP trade. When when we look at what they gave up and what they got back in return, how do you feel about the trade? If you can take a kind of like unemotional uh, viewpoint of it, if you can just like, you know, put aside what we just talked about, like how do you feel about what they got back in return, which is the cap space, the two first round picks, they get rid of Hardaway's contract and uh, Courtney right. Lee, right? And then they bring back DeAndre 
Wes Matthews, who they cut, and mm-hmm. uh, two first-round picks. Am I missing anyone else? Oh, and Dennis Smith, of course, and Dennis Smith. And Dennis Smith, yeah. Uh, well, you know, uh, it's hard to like really hate it yet. Yeah, I mean, we have to, we have to see what those draft picks end up being. I guess it's hard to evaluate um, it too because we don't have anything right. to measure it against. It's not like we can say like, well, what were the other offers? It's not like you know, totally. So it's just kind of like all all yeah. all I all I heard. Uh, in addition to this was that they had heard from other teams, but the only thing that they've really revealed was that they were looking into KP for AD some, some which I assume was probably like probably KP and Knox right. or something, you know, some, something like that. Um, and, and a pick maybe, mm-hmm. or, 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 or just KP and Knox straight up. Um, and we're, uh, look, we're, if KP, we're guessing if that the Pelicans said no, or the Knicks didn't want to do it or what? Uh, from what it sounded like, Pelican said no. Okay. If KP is never totally right, obviously it's a steal. Sure. Um, but uh, something tells me that uh, it's going to work out pretty well for the Mavs. I, I feel like he and Luke are probably going to going to be pretty good together. I mean, on paper, it makes a ton of sense. If he can come right. back and be, uh, you know, somewhat healthy, if he can be even. 85% of the player that he was a year ago, then, you know, that's, that's a very, very good player. And they're two young guys and they should have a bright future together. Um, but Hey, you know, if, if, if you're getting rid of KP, you're getting rid of, uh, Timmy's contract, you're clearing, clearing all that cap room and you end up bringing in two fantastic players. Sure. Then, I mean, it's definitely worth it, especially like, the considering that yeah. The- you're getting rid of a guy who uh, is getting like supremely overpaid, and you're getting rid of a guy who didn't want to be there anymore. So, and who knows what happens no. with the the draft picks they get? You know, like maybe they maybe they exactly. keep the draft picks, maybe they package the draft picks for another player. Who knows? Right. All right, let's talk Fizdale quickly here. How do you feel mm-hmm. about year one of the uh, Fizdale experience? Have you uh, enjoyed enjoyed the David Fizdale uh, year one? Uh, yes and no. Mm-hmm. I, I, I I like the guy. He seems to be a players friendly guy. Mm-hmm. I I feel like you you always see players from the other teams come over to say what up to him all the time. Like yeah. clearly very very well liked by players. Yeah, um, with the exception of Marcus All. Right. Um, <laughs> but uh, I, I don't know. His rotations sometimes are a little yes. Yuck. And I'm really I've been really frustrated with the lack of Frank minutes. Yeah, uh, as I, I know a lot of fans have, um, but I think it's you know, even even if the team, you know, didn't have their franchise player hurt for the entire year, and uh, you know, and it wasn't like such a rebuilding year, I I think we'd still be it would be too early to really judge, but um, but it's but especially given the hand he's been dealt this season, I think you know we can't can't really tell. Uh, how it's working out until uh, you know that there's an actual like team in place. Yeah, until there's like some actual talent on the roster. I agree you know, with all does. the with all the like crazy moving parts and everything this season. I think it's just I, I think he's handled himself pretty well. He seems to handle the New York media well, which is a good sign. Mm-hmm. Um, and the guys seem to really like him. They seem to like playing for him. Which so in today's NBA know. feels like a huge thing. It's such a <laughs> right. players league. Like if you can't, 
if you're alienating your players in any way, it's just like you have, you have no shot. So the fact that he right. does have strong relationships with guys like LeBron and some of the star players around the league, and then also with his right. young guys, you know, like the, the, the young right. guys do seem to like him. And they do seem to play hard um, on on certain nights, you know, and that does seem to be like something he values and he pushes with his team, you know, like all considering, I think it's been a pretty positive year one. Some of the rotations are pretty curious. Uh, I agree. I wish Frank had more minutes, but uh, it's also you know, to like evaluate be- the guy before given the-, the roster. <laughs> right, right. Before the KP trade, you know, there was a lot of, yeah, like the Trey Burke minutes and all that crap. And, right. Um, and and like I said, you know, I'm not thrilled with all the time that Moutier is getting, but also, you know, I, I I get it. He he's made him his his probably his biggest project of the season. Yeah, and I mean the work so. is like definitely showing. You know, like like it's it's yeah. You know, like the. If nothing else, like he has definitely rehabilitated Moutier's stock in the league. I don't know that Moutier is going to be with the Knicks long term, so it's kind of a moot point. Um, right. You know what I mean? Like, I, I seriously doubt he'll be back next year. But and, and 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 the argument can be made if he's not going to be back with the Knicks, then why not de- why dedicate those minutes toward a guy like Nilakina, who you drafted with the eighth overall pick or seventh overall pick, whatever right. it was. Um, but if you, you know, if you're just basing it on stuff like that, it's like, well, look, he turned this, you know, little project into a diamond. So we'll see. We'll see with uh, Fizdale. Have you heard anything about um, Fizdale and the uh, the Fortnite issues? Do you, do you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> not not anything outside of like just like the like the basic yeah. problems that he's having with the kids. But that seems to be a problem that. I think it's every like, single coach is having with like <laughs> any player under twenty five. Yeah, I, I guess Breen, <laughs> Breen, and uh, Walt Clyde were talking about this last night on the telecast. Night, they were yeah. saying like, I guess uh, Fizdale was saying like the number one enemy on the team. He, he, I think the exact quote is something like Fortnite. That's my number one competitor right now. Um, right. He said, uh, "Yeah, Fortnite is tougher to beat than the Boston Celtics. Fortnite's undefeated." Um, <laughs> right. So I guess yeah, the youngsters on the Knicks are are enjoying Fortnite. I think some of the big culprits are uh, Knox, Knox, uh, Mitch, and uh, I guess Hazonia is really <laughs> is a big Fortnite yeah, guy. Yeah. Like he plays with his friends in like Croatia and Spain like through the night. And uh, what a, yeah, uh, like just a side note about Hazonia. Like what a weird season with him it's been because like he has like stretches where he's like DNP. But like then he'll come in and like he has like some of like the best poster dunks yeah. of the season. He like feels, he's posterized yeah, like Giannis. How is he? Has yeah, he? There was like there was one other one that was like so dope. Has he been in the dunk contest yet? I don't think so. I he feels so. like he feels like a classic dunk contest guy, which is like this yeah. is not a guy that really plays but has freakish athleticism and throws down nasty dunks. But like yeah, that yeah. like that poster dunk against Giannis. He scored two points. Correct me if I'm wrong. He scored two points in the game, right? Yeah. He dunked yeah. on Giannis, made all the highlights. Giannis said he would punch him in the balls if he ever saw him again or if he ever did right. it again. And uh, and that was the end of it. Yeah. Right. He's a strange guy. He's a strange guy. I don't. I uh, I was psyched when it's we been a signed weird him. Season. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Let's quickly talk free agency, and I want to get some thoughts on Zion from you, and then uh, we'll mm-hmm. wrap up. So, in terms of free agency this summer, is there like a preferred 
strategy plan of attack you'd like to see the Knicks, you know, uh, go after, you know, this summer with, with, with the Knicks and Scott Perry? Is there a guy you love or hate? Uh, like, you know, well, I was I, saying, oh, for I, one, I don't want to see Jimmy Butler as a Nick. That's that's one of my like, oh, lines in the sand. Not. Oh, God, no. I, you know, I, I think, I, you know, I want I want Durant. Mm-hmm. I think if, if they get Durant and, you know, and they don't end up getting, uh, you know, your Kawhis or your Kyries, like, I'm, I'm fine with that. Ky- to be honest, like, I, I know everybody loves Kyrie. Uh to me, Max seems like him a out weird dude, man. Like not great. Yeah, I, I think he has a bad attitude. I think his the amount of knee issues he's already had at his young age is really concerning. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I just don't like the chemistry that he has. I mean, like look at what's happening in in a well run uh, franchise like the Celtics right now. There's like there's so much drama with him. Um, yeah. I, I hate that. I know. I know everybody. I I I know that's like a, a like lukewarm take. No, but. I've made the same. I mean, I've literally said to friends like, "Am I crazy or, or are the Celtics better with Rogier at point guard than Kyrie?" Like, I know it makes no sense on paper, but are they just like happier? Hey, sorry. I think those Kyrie trying to yeah <laughs> um, break up our conversation. Yeah. Kyrie intercepting us. No, I was yeah. saying. I was just saying, like you know, I've made the exact same point to friends, which is like, am, am I crazy or are the Celtics like a better, happier team with Rogier running the point? I mean, they made oh, the Eastern like, Conference finals last year, like, right? Look at, like, look at how much better they played down the stretch last season when he got hurt. You right. know. I mean, the, you know, there's there's no denying his talent. I mean, he's the best ball handler in the league. He can score at will. Uh, but I, the the lack of chemistry that he seems to have with people is like is really concerning to me. I always just thought. I mean, I just thought like culturally he was a uh, odd fit with the Celtics and like the city yeah. of Boston and like the Northeast. Like, there, I mean. Kyrie Irving just made the uh, the Uncle Drew movie. Like he seems like a Hollywood guy. Like he seems like a guy yeah, that like yeah. wants to. Isn't he like producing like a horror film now? I mean, he has like a production company. Oh God, is he? I think so. My so my point is like I don't know. When I think of like New England sports and Boston sports, it's a very like selfless town, and it doesn't. It's not like a town that necessarily does well with like these big egoy guys and Kyrie is kind of like he wants to be the star attraction and right. what was wor- what really has worked about the Celtics the last few years is you know it was very much a team and uh I, d- I don't know I just I think he's not maybe the best fit there and uh I, yeah. I kind of agree I would I would I wouldn't be mad if uh if he didn't sign with the Knicks yeah no, definitely. All right, so you like Durant? You like the idea? I like of Durant. Durant. Yeah. I, I love I, I love Kemba too. Mm-hmm. Um, I know people aren't as uh, aren't as high on him. He's a great the, player you know, man. The, in the in the max in the max player sweepstakes. Obviously, the the two best players that will be out there are are KD and um, and Kawhi. Um, but uh, is it you know, a foregone I, I conclusion see, that Kawhi is going to uh, either the the Clippers or the Lakers? The Clippers. I mean, that seems to be the consensus. I, I think that's also dependent on how far the the Raptors go this year. Yeah, it, I think if they make it to the finals, 
I find it really hard to believe that he would leave. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. He's he's a he's a strange guy in that. He's very like, weird. Yeah, and just in he he's really weird by like modern athlete terms and that like we know nothing about him so like we don't know right. anything about his preferences like and then when, <laughs> when we do learn something about him it's like what it's what like, oh yeah he loves country music and trucks <laughs> yeah he loves to ride his truck around it's like what dude dude i was saying to a friend like would it surprise you at all if like kai if if Kawhi was like a like a maga guy or something like if like no. <laughs> just like nothing no. would surprise me at this point about uh about Kawhi. The only thing about Kawhi is I just, I wish, I wish he played more games this year. I mean, that's just me selfishly as an NBA fan. Like I love watching the Raptors play and it seems like every other game he, he sits out. So, um, I mean, he, it's like legitimately every other game he seems to be out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's a bummer. So maybe also, maybe that's not a great sign. Um, I, that's the other thing like as mysterious as his personality is his the the whole injury uh situation from last season is also still just kind of peculiar and i still don't really know what the hell what is going happened. on yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 again with the knicks i'm just it's just not the knicks way to sit out like this stuff so i'm just worried if they don't get their I, i'm just worried about what plan b is for them in terms of spending right. that money like if they if I they mean, if, if they don't get Kyrie or they don't get kd mm-hmm. i'm just really nervous about them like dropping a boatload on jimmy butler or you know fill in the blank or trading I for would, that matter oh, for like a, just a ridiculous like Blake Griffin or something. I, I just uh, yeah. I mean, the, I, this is really where we're gonna find out like how good Scott Perry is or not. You yeah. know how smart he is for sure. Because for sure. if they don't get one of the bigger names, um, you know, obviously the uh, the smart thing would be to just be cool. Yeah, sit it out. You don't have to spend the money, right? Right. Right. Yeah, we'll see. Um, um, Zion, give me a thought real quick before I let you go. Have you watched much of Zion this year? Did you watch the injury oh, yeah. the other night? How terrifying was that? It was so terrifying. I, like, thank thank God he's like not badly hurt. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was very scary. When is he due back? Do Do we know in another like week or two? There's no timetable. They keep kind of playing coy with it. They're like, well, maybe the next game, and then he's he'll still be out. Um, I don't know. I I, I don't really see why he should play uh again until the tournament i right. get i guess t- so he's not like totally rusty um i mean obviously a lot of people think that he should just sit out the rest of the year yeah i don't know you have an opinion know. one way or the other what he should do i mean it's obviously none of our I mean, business so let him do whatever a, the hell he wants but yeah as a college basketball fan i've yeah hope of he course. plays in the tournament yeah Man, I hope he's a Nick. That's all I'm gonna say. It would be, it would just be ridiculous if he played at the Garden. Just ridiculous. If, if all these things kind of come together, uh, like we hope they'll come together, I mean, I I will be floored. <laughs> the Knicks are currently the second worst record in the NBA. I think yes. they're a game ahead of the Suns, right? Right. It's looking pretty good that we're gonna finish with one of the three worst records in the league and of course that matters only because the three worst teams have the same 
odds at winning the NBA lottery. Right. All right, man. Well, keeping my fingers crossed. Um, Dave, yeah. thanks very much for hopping on the pod. This is a lot of fun. Uh, my pleasure. Let's, let's talk as uh, the playoffs get closer and, of course, as the NBA lottery draws closer. And, uh, yeah, man, thanks for hopping on and go next. Go next. All right. I hope you enjoyed the chat with Dave Futernick. My name's Chris Wendelkin. This is On The Line. You can tweet at me at OnTheLine underscore pod. Find me on Instagram. Check out previous episodes on our website, OnTheLinePodcast.com. Rate, review, subscribe to the show, and stitch your iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get podcasts. Enjoy watching the NBA, and I will talk to you guys next week.